Today's episode of What's the Chat podcast is brought to you by White Claw, the choice drink of everyone on the North End. So grab a claw, sit back, relax, because coming up next, episode four of What's the Chat. And welcome to the fourth episode of What's the Chat podcast. I'm Jimmy Ward, along with my partner in crime, Philip Joseph Stockley. Again, not his name, but I will call him that until the day he dies. Um, yeah, fourth episode. What's going on, bud? Not too much. Uh, yeah, four already. Yeah. Crazy how uh, time flies when you're quarantined, stuck at home. Hard to believe we're still on the air. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Good times. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to get into something kind of interesting. Um, so, Team 1260 is doing a live simulation broadcast of the Stanley Cup playoffs, primarily following the Edmonton Oilers and Dustin Nielsen. So basically the CPU plays each other and uh, Nielsen does the play-by-play and they do, they do a whole production basically as if it was a live NHL game. Uh, and obviously, okay. obviously because we have no hockey, right? So my 10-year-old son who, you know, I've, I've heard him in the driveway here and there and he, he, he'll be playing hockey and he'll be like, this guy passes to this guy and he'll be kind of broadcasting it. And I said, would you like to try something like this? I said, I have my, I have my podcasting microphone. I could hook it up and you could do the play by play instead of the, uh, instead of the James Sabalski and Ray Ferraro. And he goes, can we do that? And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I could, I bet you I could set it up so you could do it. And so anyways, cause we've been doing our own playoff simulation. It's just, stuff that we like to do together. And so I set him up and I, I let him go and I, I couldn't believe it. Like he was pretty good. Yeah. I actually, I actually went in and watched it. I saw it. Um, he did do good. I, I'm telling you right now, he did a lot better than I would have done. Oh, absolutely. Like for 10 years old and he's, you know, I, I, he watches a lot of hockey and, and so, you know, he, he watches a lot of highlights and stuff. So I think he follows a lot of broadcasters. So he has some of the lingo down, but um, yeah. So I've kind of been helping him out a little bit just with some stuff. So he's actually, I'm going to be his color analyst for the next game. We're going to be doing, oh, the... he's, he's in trouble then. <laughs> well, you no, know, it's going to be really interesting because we're going to do the entire playoffs. We'll, we'll post uh, our live feeds on what's the chat and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, you know when they like bring Snoop Dogg in? Oh man, I shut that off. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. You in... could bring you could bring me in for one. You should. Oh, buddy, should come over for one, like or a, something. A, oh, sorry, a celebrity, uh, a celebrity appearance in the NHL playoffs this year. Oh man, Philadelphia if... Joseph Stockley. If you were allowed to come over, I'd totally do it. But that's a different story for a different day. But yeah, so we're gonna be doing the whole playoffs. Um, what we've been doing actually is we're about five or six games in to the Stanley cup playoffs right now in the first round. And we do two, we usually do two games a day, but we haven't really been sharing it, just keeping it between us. But now that we're going to be doing the broadcast together, I think we're going to, we're going to put it out there and whoever wants to watch and tune in. And I mean, there's no hockey on it's, this is kind of the second best thing. So, so are you guys just doing like the computer simulation? Yeah. So the computer, the CPU plays the CPU. So what I did was I basically built, um, I built a simulator using all the game sliders. So I tried to make it look, you know, somewhat of what would possibly happen in real life. Um, uh, one thing I did do was I kicked the Islanders out of the playoffs and I put the Rangers in because obviously they would have won their last 10 games. We know that. And that got in. Happen. Yeah, that would happen for sure. So, and then Nashville, who was tied with Vancouver in points. Well, you know what? I went tie goes to the Canadian team, obviously. So I put the, that's, I put, fair. Yeah, I put the Nucks in. They're playing the Blues. And so, yeah, we got a whole bracket going on. We're going to go all the way down to the cup final and uh, we'll see what happens. We're going to see who the 2020 Stanley Cup champions are from the What's the Chat side of things. But if you haven't got a chance, check out Dustin Nielsen's. They do theirs through United Cycles Facebook page live. 
It's so funny. Like it's, <laughs> I was watching theirs live as well. Like we were, my son and I were watching together. We were just cackling because Nielsen's a really funny guy. I actually enjoy uh, a lot of his, uh, his radio show and just a lot of the stuff he does He's a really good personality. Um, speaking of NHL, I saw an interesting question and I wanted to ask you. So the question was favorite player on least favorite team. Ooh. Okay. So who's your least favorite team? Mine is definitely the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite player on the Oilers is probably dry Okay. So the obvious one was probably McDavid. Now why dry You know, I just think he, uh, he's kind of proven people wrong. Like he, like he signed that big deal mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh my gosh, like that's such a terrible deal. But, um, I do not like the Oilers at all. I'm a Flames fan, but I can say uh, I really believe Edmonton has the best two players in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that on the last episode, and I, I definitely agree. Uh, my least favorite team. That one's tough. I mean, obviously, I'd say the Islanders, although the Islanders-Rangers is always a good rivalry, but it hasn't been super relevant. Um, but if I were to say that the Islanders are my least favorite team, Matt Martin, (laughs) (laughs) no, man, my favorite player on the New York Islanders would be probably Barzell. That kid is a stud. Oh, he's, he's dynamite. If there was, do you think he's going to get offer sheeted? (sighs) Well, everyone says that every year that, you know, a guy got, well, this guy's going to get offer sheeted and this guy's going to get offer sheeted. I mean, you look at the last guy to get one, it was Sebastian Ajo. And my, I have a conspiracy theory on that one, is I really do believe that Aho and the Hurricanes were going to get a deal done, and I think Aho went and signed the offer sheet with Montreal, knowing that Carolina was going to match. And guess what? Now you don't. Now you're signed, and you don't have to spend your summer wondering, you know, am I going to have a contract going into September? So, absolutely, I think he so signed like it. It's he, kind of a smart thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like he forced their hand and said, "Screw it." You know what? I'll make my own deal that I want. And really the deal was good. It was only like, what was it? Eight and a half or nine? Like it wasn't a bad deal. Yeah. Like Ajo is an amazing player. Um, I don't like Boston very much because I, I'm not a big fan of their broadcast. Like Jack Edwards is terrible. <laughs> and so, <laughs> if you guys want to hear the biggest Homer in the entire world, go listen to a Boston Bruins home game. Yeah, I would say it's quite entertaining. Actually, it's it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, he's super annoying. So I don't like Jack Edwards. Um, so my favorite player on the Boston Bruins would be David Pasternak. But obviously, that's because I just don't like Jack Edwards, not so much their team. But you know, it's another annoying one is you ever heard of Trip Tracy for the Carolina Hurricanes? No, I haven't. Super annoying. Look him up. Like, look him up. He's he's incredibly annoying. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but super annoying as a broadcaster. Um, I was going to ask you, you were telling me earlier about a coffee shop. Right. So we, we, we've kind of molded into uh, pushing a lot of like local businesses, local companies. Uh, we are, we come out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And so like last, weekend i think it was like last saturday night um i'm like thinking like where you at i'm like almost out of coffee so i'm like i'm gonna order some from a local place because i want to continue to order from local places and, and support local businesses so i came across this place called high horse coffee company and i'm like okay if i put my order in now i should get my coffee in a few days sorry I, I, I remember now, it was Sunday night I ordered it. And it says Easter. Easter Monday morning, the coffee's sitting at my door. Really? Yeah, so it's like this place, High Horse Coffee Company, ordered a couple of uh, po- couple pounds of coffee. It was at my door the next morning. I ordered it the night before. And the coffee's unbelievable. It's very good coffee. So where, like, I don't know, obviously I don't drink coffee and I, I don't know where, like, I could never tell you what good coffee is. Like, 
well, different people like different kinds of coffees. It's kind of like probably similar to like beer. Like you like different kinds of beer. Like there's like a dark beer, like light beer. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So like I personally, I like a dark cup of coffee. Whereas like my wife probably prefers like a medium cup of coffee. Okay. So is that like, cause my wife does dark roast coffee and then there's like medium roast. So I know my wife's order is dark roast to cream. That's all I need to yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout out High Horse Coffee Company. Decent price. Good coffee. They delivered it in less than 12 hours. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, you told me you went to Seps. Yes, I went to Seps twice now. So Since we talked to Devin? Um, I don't... Possibly. did I, I don't know if I had went... Did I... I don't know if I had went since when I had talked to Devin. But yes, I've gone twice. Okay, so first time, I get this one pizza called the Cameroni. Okay. Okay. Best slice I've ever had in my life. I go, I order it online. So you just, you sign up for an online account. You I ordered with my credit card. Go pick it up. Tells you what time it's ready. Easy peasy. Jimmy's amazed that you can order food online. Oh, this is. You can pay. You can pay for it online too. It's just a new thing. That's a whole have. new world. Okay, this is a whole new world for me. All right. <laughs> Coming from the guy who doesn't use Skip the dish. Yeah, right? exactly. I know Skip works. It's like Skip, but you go pick it up. So, anyways, the second time I decided that was like a Sunday night or a weekday, maybe the second time I ordered uh, a Friday night. Okay, and I, you know I ordered about six quarter after six and. Um, I'm just coming off of a walk with my youngest son who has autism and I said, okay, we're going to go pick up this pizza. And it says, well, I'll be ready by seven sixteen. And I go, whoo, it's an, I got an hour to kill, but I got a good, like 25 minute drive there. So do the smart dad thing, get in the car. I go to McDonald's first. Okay. <laughs> I get, uh, my son an order of fries, keep him happy. Cause I know he's not going to Yeah. Okay. He's not going to eat this funky pizza. It's not funky, but it's fancy, right? He likes himself in old. It's not kids. No, this isn't, you know, don't waste this stuff on kids. They won't appreciate its fineness, but you know, anyways. So I ripped down there and I, I'm there a little early and you know, there's, there's all these people waiting outside. They're all standing six feet apart. Don't worry. And yeah, like I'm waiting and waiting. And you got to understand waiting with a child is difficult. Waiting with a child with autism is incredibly difficult because it's hard to communicate the to them a why they're there b why are we waiting why are we not you know dad why aren't you throwing me in the air or swinging me around and <laughs> they should they should make a reality show like that oh my goodness where you just wait for food and it never comes and just watch the people get angry so yeah and then throw a throw a child with autism in there with this yeah people. which is fine like so I, he did really well like we you know i we we played some little games that we could where we were and, you know, I picked them up and swung them a bit and, you know, you just, whatever you did to keep them regulated and busy. And so finally I didn't yeah. get my pizza until 10 after eight. So I'm right. Ra- they must've been slammed. Well, eh? I just don't know. Like it's small there. So I don't know if they're even equipped to, to handle that much business. Well, we've said it on here before that Jimmy and I have both worked in the restaurant industry, in the kitchen. And I don't know if you remember getting like absolutely slammed, mm-hmm. but it's it's awful. It's the worst thing on earth. But it just, there must be something wrong to not be able to handle that much. Like, I didn't feel like it was that much. I mean, I don't know. But I'm like, yo, like, it may be time to expand <laughs> the size or something because the pizza is so good. And people didn't seem to mind. Like they weren't, they looked annoyed, but they were like, okay, I just need to get through this because this pizza is amazing. I'm telling you, it's the best pizza in the city. Well, there you go. So go check out Seps and get your coffee at High Horse Coffee Company. It's all online. Uh, I know it's a new concept to Jimmy, but you go on this thing called the internet (laughs) and you can put your credit card right in there and order these things. Uh, so actually, why don't you tell everybody what we got coming up this Well, episode? like I said in the introduction, we've got none other than uh, Mr. Ball Hockey in Edmonton, Johnny Grant. Uh, Johnny, 
some big news so, come out. Here, yeah, like big news came out from CBHA, and we are going to discuss this with our friend of the show, Mr. Johnny Garant, our official ball hockey analyst. So, and and that's the thing is this this episode's coming out a little later than expected because we we wanted we thought it was very important to get a guy like Johnny Grant's take. Absolutely. So, stay tuned after the break. We'll have Johnny Grant with you here on the program. And we're here on What's the Chat podcast here, our fourth episode, like we mentioned coming in. Uh, we've got a very special guest with us. We've got Mr. Ball Hockey Edmonton, Johnny Grant, uh, known as the godfather of ball hockey. And uh, here we are. So, Johnny, welcome. What's up, boys? Not much. We can hear some crows in the background. You're uh, joining us via the forest or what? <laughs> yeah pretty much uh spruce grove is kind of the forest it's uh barely west of the city but it's really close to the west west soccer center but yeah uh, we're just out in the back enjoying a fire uh having a few white claws that's a white claw clock and uh yeah just living the dream as soon as it's a little bit uh kind of warm out to do anything oh yeah it's been absolutely brutal uh, it's been no secret that you probably miss ball hockey more than anybody so i wanted to get right to it CBHA announced that all leagues are suspended until at least June 1st. Uh, what were your thoughts when you when you heard this news? I didn't really care, man, to be honest. I don't even really like ball hockey that much. Uh, I'm kind of over it. Like, it's uh, kind of an annoying sport. I don't really like any of the people in ball hockey in Edmonton. And uh, I'm just kidding. No, I like I was honestly heartbroken so bad. Uh, I kind of knew it was coming or assumed it was coming. Um, like, you know, like all the leagues were kind of like, it seemed like they were doing their best to kind of like postpone as much as they could and kind of give people a bit of hope. But uh, you knew everyone kind of knew eventually it was just going to happen. Just even when, even if ball hockey wanted to go, like they wouldn't be able to just because every single facility is like government closed. So, uh, you know, it's a heart, it's a heartbreaker. Everyone's losing their minds. And, and uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but uh, I can actually hear myself getting fatter. Uh, wow, there's no ball hockey. <laughs> oh gosh, I uh, I recorded a video of myself taking a slap shot earlier, and I was like, I literally I've look like that. yeah, I literally look like a potato. So you had a big hoodie on, so you can't really tell. Good, man. <laughs> no, I was wearing a dry fit. Ugh. <laughs> it was awful. Um, have the leagues reached out at all in terms of like what the plan is for teams like myself who've actually paid their deposit? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I had a, a buddy of ours, uh, Greg Rayburn, re- uh, messaged me the other day, like asking me if he can get his fees back. And I was like, well, like, like as soon as I get fees from the boys, I pretty much send them right in now that they do e-transfer for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guys are kind of, a couple guys have kind of reached out and asked me about fees. And I was like, well, uh, I just assume that BHE is kind of waiting to hear back whether the league is like 100% cancelled. I think once the leagues are like 100% cancelled for the whole summer, then I think they'll probably start reaching out to the team reps and start sending them back. Uh, if not, we'll just go hunt down Steve Weber and Gabe. So Phil, I was going to say to you, we're kind of in a like in a curious position because Phil and I just started a team. I mean, we've got uniforms and everything and we're like brand new, pretty much new team. Phil, kind of talk to them. What's been going on from our perspective? Yeah, so like we like we we got new jerseys. Uh, you know, you know the whole look good, feel good. You look good out there. You feel good out there. You play better, right? So uh, we got guys who have never played ball hockey before, anticipating playing their first ever ball hockey game, and uh, you know that's awesome that we're able to share like this awesome game with new people, and just the fact that it's not going to happen now is, is actually like even heartbreaking in itself. And uh, when, when Johnny says he's heartbroken about this not happening, I got to see it like firsthand uh, with the OSHL tournament. Like when this guy says he was heartbroken, he like was legitimately heartbroken. <laughs> oh. So like, like maybe walk us through that. Cause, cause we can say like, I like, I know OSHL follows us on Facebook and they uh, they throw a bunch of our stuff out. How did that night go down when everything was starting to get canceled and you guys had to make that really tough choice to say, we can't do this tournament the night before? 
it was brutal like uh jimmy and andrew were kind of like i was i was like I was uh, being more of a kind of an asshole about the whole thing. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, within reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, like leading up to uh, even draft night, Jimmy and Andrew, who are kind of like the guys that like developed this entire tournament um, and then brought me on later, like those guys kind of wanted to, those guys seen the, the writing on the wall. They actually wanted to like potentially kind of pull the plug maybe a day before. And I was kind of like being a bit of a jerk about it. And I'm like, oh, stop you know, stop worrying about it, guys. Don't worry. Like, stop looking at your social media. Stop watching the news. Like, this is this thing isn't that big of a deal. I was like the uh, Ryan Whitney on uh, on Chicklets. Like, Ryan Whitney was the exact same kind of guy. He was like basically beaking people for like not for like ba- for taking this too serious kind of thing. Mm. And so I basically did that to Andrew and Jimmy and convinced them to keep kind of going with it. And then, uh, you know, like a couple of GMs on the OSHL. I don't know if you guys like. I don't know how many of the listeners are like super uh, familiar with how OSHL works, but there's 16 general managers for 16 teams. And, you know, the, a couple of the guys were kind of like questioning me like, Oh, you know, you think this is a good idea, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, just stop your whining, you little babies. And, uh, and then it turned into, you know, like everyone was still pumped. And the problem with the tournament is that we have guys that come so far from out of town for this tournament. We had guys from BC, Ontario, Manitoba, like guys that are like, you know, they're paying some big bucks to come out to Edmonton for this, you know, ridiculous little three on three tournament that has gotten so huge. And, uh, and I felt so bad for those guys. So I was really like, you know, I really wanted to keep it going. And I, and at the same time, I just didn't think this thing was as big of a deal as it is now. And then the night before the tournament, we're kind of like, we're in this like obnoxious chat group, Jimmy, Andrew and I with the GMs <laughs> and they're all like a couple of them are like kind of getting a little worried. And then some of the players are kind of like messaging me saying, Hey, you know, is this still a good idea? Should we still be doing this? A couple guys even have like, you know, like newly born children that are like worried about bringing this back into their homes. And then, uh, so like fairly late Friday night, I'm getting like, messages and lots of calls and like a couple bail a couple guys are bailing here and there and then uh including jimmy ward yeah well jimmy ward had like a (laughs) pre-existing he had coronavirus yeah i was basically dying of mono yeah we all jimmy told us it was mono but i told everyone else on the earth he already had corona (laughs) so so everyone just assumed jimmy had corona because of me mostly. Yeah. And uh, we all knew he didn't, but then, so Jimmy had to, had to drop into the tournament and we do have a waiting list, but the waiting list was starting to get like less and less and less. And then like three, four, five, six guys in a row bailed. And then now uh, one of the GMs bailed. And once the GMs start bailing, that's when things get real tricky because then you have to find, uh, not only do you have to find players that are kind of the same uh, quality of the players that are, that are dropping out. But then when GMs bail, then it gets way trickier with trying to fill their spots. And uh, once one of the GMs bailed, the domino effect just started. And then Jimmy, Andrew, and I were kind of like, okay, like, this is done. Like, we got to pull the plug on this. And not only that, like, if we would have gone ahead with the tournament and guys would have gotten sick, like, we wouldn't have been able to figure out ourselves. Like, we would have felt really horrible about it. So I was like being the most stubborn human on earth. And then after a while I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Let's pull it. And I was getting like, like a fairly <laughs> angry messages from the guys out of town. But you know, like we threw a little pickup game for them the next day and it was, you know, it, it is what it is. And they understood, like they were really mad, but they understood after a bit. And I was, I've never ever been a part of anything like that in my life where we had to pull the plug on something like that. So I was like, I didn't even want to look at my social media and then I'm getting phone. I'm getting literally contacted by everyone in the tournament via every single form of social media possible, including like, like phone numbers or they're calling me, they're texting me, they're Facebook messaging me. I'm getting WhatsApp messages. Like everyone is losing their minds on me. And I, and I told them you probably don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, and I'm, and I felt horrible and I'm still at work too, doing all this. And, uh, so it just, you know, and then in the, in the amount of time that I was writing a, a gigantic apology message to everybody, um, I had, we, all, we honestly had like five, six, seven more guys like drop out. So it was just, you know, like it was going to, it was going to be a nightmare if we tried to go ahead with it anyway. Some people were probably just not going to show up period. And that would have made it even worse. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a brutal day for me and, and, uh, you know, like 
everyone was very understanding about it in the long run, but you know, it still sucked. Yeah. And I think it was just the beginning stages of, you know, things starting to shut down and people not really understanding kind of the ramifications and looking back on it, it absolutely was the, was definitely the right call. Um, I remember doing a radio show after, cause I told, I told Ginther, I was like, yo, probably be a good idea to hop on and do some damage control. <laughs> cause, uh, yeah, I had heard that you were getting bombarded with, with messages from everybody. But I mean, what were you supposed to do? Well, and I and I know Andrew's Andrew's like kind of like the, I mean, quarantine probably doesn't even b- really bother Andrew because he's a fairly quiet guy anyway, and he just kind of stays in and doesn't do anything. But uh, he like lives in the bush too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't know, like I don't know if you guys seen him. He he's actually stars on the uh, Walking Dead. His name is Rick Grimes, <laughs> and uh, so. Anyway, like I, I always said, like if I know Andrew, Andrew hates all the stuff that's on the radio. He hates doing the stuff on video. So I always try to kind of step up for him and help him out with that because I know he doesn't like doing that as much. So I always tell everyone, like, oh, if you have any questions or any concerns, like make sure you contact Johnny Grant because I'm always talking through the OSHL page. Yeah. So I just kind of try and take the heat off Jimmy and Andrew as much as I can. Oh, I got, I had some messages on there, uh, guys looking for refunds. So I directed them to Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Andrew is the money guy. Yeah. So, so it's like, that's hey. one thing I'm really happy. I don't have to deal with. Cause that's, yeah. to me, that's like the worst part. Oh yeah. That's just brutal. So getting, getting, getting back to, uh, BHE and, and ball hockey, there, there's a new league in Edmonton coming too, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, I think it's the JHL. Okay. So, so I, we got, uh, we got those two. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What was that, Phil? Yeah. So we got, we got these two leagues here, right? Right. Cause sports dome is done. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, basically the, I guess they're kind of like uh, time was up in the dome. Um, uh, so the sports dome ball hockey league won't really, didn't really exist anymore. Uh, we, we were supposed to finish off our playoffs, but we didn't even get to finish off. Like, most of the most of the uh, teams right after the semifinals, that was it. Uh, everything that's right around like right around when the OSHL was starting to uh, when we got shut down. Um, all the facilities were still open for maybe a few more days, and then pretty much right after we had to shut down OSHL, then all the uh, facilities were shut down. All the rec centers, every all the gyms, like everything got shut down. So uh, we didn't even get to finish our, our playoffs with the, the sports dome, but. Um, yeah, so the JHL was kind of, uh, I think it was a children's, like a kid's uh, ice hockey league at first. And so it was run by Dennis Davison. And uh, I'm not sure who else Dennis worked with at the time, but Dennis had always wanted to eventually move it into ball hockey. So Dennis uh, was a big part of the Metro Ball Hockey League, which was a really good league in Edmonton. And yeah. uh, there was a lot of drama that kind of went down with uh, why they were shut down. But uh, Dennis uh, was always like everyone always liked Dennis and Dennis runs he knows literally everything about running tournaments and everything about running ball hockey leagues so he really wanted to bring back uh, uh, his own version of the ball hockey league and uh, he's very big on like he does everything for the players he doesn't care about making a dime like he already has a full-time job so everything he was doing for the JHL like he wasn't making a sense uh, to for that league he just he just wanted to make more ball hockey available for the players in Edmonton, which I, I could get behind big time. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is obviously we talk, I'll, t- I'll talk about JHL in a minute, but BHE assuming summer season, probably most likely projected to cancel is right. what I'm expecting. Personally. I don't know that as fact, they'll probably roll into fall and that's what I'm guessing there. What's JHL going to do considering they're using city rinks? Um, I actually have no clue. Um, I mean, it was obvious, uh, Dennis was pretty, um, he was pretty confident that he was going to be able to use the city rinks, like after the ice has gone out and, uh, which wasn't a problem. So as for winter league, I actually had no idea what his plan was for winter or fall because basically his only options are like, there's a few gyms in the city that you could probably use, maybe not for five on five. But there's a few other gyms like he's big on uh, three on three, and mm-hmm. three on three is a league that they uh, uh, that used to like. When I moved to Edmonton in 2006, there used to be a league in the Westmount Fitness Club that was uh, also run through Metro, which he helped run. 
Yep. And that was that was the biggest league in the city. Uh, fall and winter at the time, there was no five-on-five five at all when I moved out here. And that league had like 10 divisions, 10 teams in each division. It was massive. I, I, I won a championship in three-on-three three out of there. I played for the Clones or Cyclones. I remember them, yeah. It was all the uh, it was all the juggernauts, guys. All those little young, fast little runner son of son of a bees. Oh yeah, and, and I remember all those guys. And Potato Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So um, through this whole thing, I I I refed ball hockey for two seasons. I know Johnny, you ref as well, correct? Uh, yeah, I just started getting into it. Maybe I think uh, Dan Myers when. Uh, like through the dome, Dan kind of got me into it. Actually, no, sorry. Jeremy Klausner from BHE actually got me into it in the first place, but BHE has so many refs that I wasn't getting a lot of shifts. So then I kind of went over the dome and started refing over there like quite a bit. Uh, I liked it for a little while. There were times I didn't like it, but uh, you know, I just love being around the, the, the sport so much that I, I love, I love being there. Right. So like for, as a former referee, it made me think about those guys who use ball hockey as their outlet. And you know which guys I'm talking about. The guys that will, like, pop their lid every single game, try to fight, uh, swear at you for every little thing you do. What are those guys doing right now? Uh, you know what? They're, they're probably in jail. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't really know what else to say. Like Fighting. that or there's, like... There's been a there's been a lot of talk of uh, you know uh, domestic uh, abuse going up over the over this whole COVID thing, and that's probably what's happening is those ball hockey players that like, you know, they thought they were training for the NHL through like BHE summer league, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, like the lower the division you go, I find that you find those guys more. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I don't know, they're probably just doing push-ups. Do you have any funny refing stories, Johnny? Oh my God! Uh, Solar bears. Oh yeah. So Jimmy subs with like one of the one I'm, of the funniest teams. Hold on, ever. I'll stop you right there. I am now been. Uh, I am now a full time member of the S Bears. Hashtag oh, S Bears. Okay. So the Solar Bears. The Solar Bears roll into the Dome Ball Hockey League, uh, Sports Zone Ball Hockey League, and they have like like these hilarious jerseys. Like they're like full insane amounts of colors, uh, and they have like one player in particular, Scott Dorm, who's a really sick player. Uh, he runs the team, I think. And then they have these two monstrosities on their team. One of them, I'm pretty sure he was, like, drafted by the Eskimos or something, wasn't he? Uh, they yeah. Were, maybe? Yeah. I think they – something like that. Like, they were, like, both at least 6'5", like, well over 300 pounds, like, just gigantic men. And so – and then they have a bunch of these little guys running around just being mouthpieces, slashing everybody. And then every time, like, a fight would start, the two monstrosities would come onto the floor, and they're like, nah, we're good. We don't want to fight these guys. And uh, so I had to break up like multiple brawls with these guys. And uh, at one point I just stood there and I said, no, nah, I'm good. I just threw my whistle over my shoulder behind my back. And I just said, I'm just going to let this, I'm going to let these guys tire themselves out from punching each other. <laughs> that's one of the, that's like as a referee, when a scrap starts, it's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like throw my body in as a shield in front of your punches. And, and yeah and then, exactly and then i'm getting texts because i'm pretty good buddies with with uh, scott outside of ball hockey <laughs> and scott texts me after the game he's like hey man so uh just a couple roughs there right like no no suspensions no fights and i'm like are, like are you, be, are you being serious right now man like i know you had guys like bouncing other guys heads off the wall like <laughs> nothing there right nothing there yeah, just a okay. couple roughs Oh man. Well, I've, I've had first experience with the S bears on the bench and it is just, it's insane. When you go into winter, like we all know winter playoffs is, it's not like summer, right? I mean, it's, it's intense, but it's not like definitely nothing like summer. So I'm going into winter playoffs and these guys are, these guys are ready, like ready to go. Okay. Like they got, they, they got smelling salts, you know, they're, 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 (laughs) They're hooting and hollering. They yell every single hockey cliche on the bench. Um, we have a co- we have a coach. His name's Pete, and he is he's like he's the best guy in the world. He's the nicest guy, but he yells. He says every single cliche. He's like, we just got to get balls deep. Okay, we just gotta, you know, we we just gotta we just gotta run out there and just like every single hockey cliche you can get. But like on that, like man, we had one guy on our team. He cracks a salt, sniffs it. 
in warm-up and then we're getting ready to get out for the opening draw and he's just like i need another salt and dorm's like dude we don't have any salts up there's empty crack salts all over the bench and we haven't even started the game that's all the guys are doing in warm-up was taking smelling salts and getting ready and Oh my gosh, it is just, it's an experience. I recommend you play at least one season with the Solar Bears. They're um, a funny group of guys. Like, I'm laughing. I'm actually like running by their bench and I'm laughing like while I'm running by their bench because it like <laughs> the shit that's coming out of these guys' mouths are just cracking me up so bad. Oh, it's just, it's a, it's unbelievable. Um, Phil, you got a question for, for Johnny here? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, has there been any news on provincials or nationals? Yeah, I can answer that. So I think yesterday uh, an email came out or like the CBAJ had just posted something regarding nationals. So I don't know if you guys have heard of Edmonton's favorite team called the Killer Bees, but we finally, after 10 years of me running the team, we finally had like an unbelievable year last year where we, uh, we barely lost any games in the regular season. And then they went undefeated in playoff and provincials. And then, so we, we locked down a spot for nationals and we were so pumped. We were so excited to go to, uh, I mean, I know it sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but we were very, we were very excited to go to Saskatoon. And uh, yeah. And so this year it got kind of kiboshed. It just, they just announced it yesterday that the nationals were kiboshed and they've been kind of announcing different tournaments being kiboshed. So yeah, nationals is done. I haven't heard anything about provincials yet. Um, but I can't imagine, I mean, if you don't have a season, you probably don't have provincials and, uh, it was like a lot of people were real bummed out about that. So will your spot be there for next season? It's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I assume they'll kind of like honor those people that were supposed to go this year, but I, I actually have no idea. Like what happens if, uh, what happens if they end up having, you know, somewhat of a summer season and provincials this year? Like, and then how the, how do you fix all that? Right. Well, I mean, the only thing you could do is have like a mega nationals at that point the next year, because there's always teams that drop out or don't go. Right. But I mean, yeah, it would make things a little interesting. Offer yeah. more spots to the provinces. I don't know. I guess I can see why they had to cancel it. Like, you know, I was just talking to uh, Scott Holbin today and he was kind of like, oh, you know, he was kind of like bummed that they already canceled nationals. He thought it was a little too early for them to do that. But you know, like I think CBHA really relies on a lot of those uh, team fees. I think a portion of everyone's team fees that they pay pretty much go to CBHA for them to organize tournaments like that. So if you're not pulling in any fees at all for summer league, well, then, you know, CBHA can't run any tournaments on like, you know, if they don't have any fees coming into them, right? No, and it'll be really interesting to see how this affects the future of ball hockey if there's just some guys where they just walk away. Other guys will miss it and come back, but I wonder if there's a percentage of guys that just walk away and say, eh, I'm good. You know, guys that are maybe 39, 40, 41. Right. You know, I'm I'm no spring chicken anymore either. So. I don't know. You can ask. I don't know if you guys, well, everyone knows Jason Cormier. The guy's like 55 years old and he's still playing. He's playing Division One until like a couple of years ago. That's an, so. that's an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. I won't be walking by then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then and then being being away for the from the game for a year, and then having to come back next year, like what does that put some people at if they only play summer ball hockey, like two years without playing, and then you got to go back? Yeah, I'll be dead. Play? Even even Bruce doesn't agree, eh? There, Johnny. Yeah, that's sorry. That's my dog barking in the background. He's literally he can see nothing right now. There's nothing around us. He's just barking at random. Air. He's, bar- he's barking crows, at the coronavirus. Shut up, Bruce. But yeah, um, there will be a lot of guys that just kind of, I know there's a ton of guys, there's actually a ton of players in ball hockey in Edmonton, especially that that some guys only play winter league. Some guys only play fall league. Uh, There's a ton, ton of players that only play summer league. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I just, you know, like uh, the sport is massive in Edmonton, but in Edmonton, the Edmonton ball hockey, the numbers have kind of like fluctuated over the years. And uh, so I guess it'll be, it'll be, I think there's going to be so many people that are like, so like diehard like a bunch of you know the me and the jimmies that are like missing ball hockey so much that i'm gonna pretty much join 17 teams like when whenever whenever we're good to go again i'm gonna say yes to every single team i'm actually i might even like put my house up for sale just so i can pay all the ball hockey fees 
for all 17 teams that I play on for whenever this whenever ball hockey starts up again. I could hear Jocelyn say something. I know, can you hear Jocelyn? I heard her, Jocelyn I did. That was hilarious. Would you stop? Oh, that's so funny. Well, because she knows you'd actually yeah, do it. Yeah, big time. That's, she's she's kind of worried. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's all the time we have here for Johnny Grant. We just want to thank you for coming on What's the Chat, talking a little ball hockey. Um, want to thank Bruce for barking at the coronavirus for us, scaring it away. Idiot. And uh, <laughs> Johnny, you can uh, you can be a regular anytime. It doesn't always have to be ball hockey. We can talk about whatever. Uh, yeah, we're, we need, we're going to need a lot of friends of the show, we figure. So thanks again, Johnny, for coming on the program, and we will speak to you later. Stick around, guys. we got the next segment of What's the Chat coming up next. And welcome back to What's a Chat podcast here. Uh, that was a great interview with uh, Mr. Johnny Grant. We're very happy to have him on the show. And uh, we hope to have him on as a regular, maybe. We could discuss uh, other topics other than ball hockey, but he's always great to have on for ball hockey. Uh, a very large contributor in the city uh, to kind of what goes on with that. So we thank Johnny for, for coming on and possibly all his friends who might be listening as new viewers. Phil, how was your week as we enter the third segment here? Week was pretty similar to last week. You know, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, work was very quiet for me. Um, usually I'm fairly steady, but a little bit of a quieter week. Um, something that kind of got me to this week was my wife's mood has been pretty good the whole time. And she actually went to the grocery store, I think it was like on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. I don't remember which night, but she was just, she came home and she was just like done. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, people at the grocery store don't even like make eye contact with you anymore. They don't like smile at you. They don't make eye contact. Maybe it's like different in like different parts of the city or something. I don't know, but I've kind of noticed that too. And I, and I said it a couple weeks ago, like, when you do go on walks and, like, people do, like, go out of their way to, like, jump onto the road. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, yeah, like I said, I've been, I've been going on walks and I've been getting out now. And that is definitely something that I have noticed. Now, I don't know if it's because they're afraid the coronavirus is going to jump off my clothing onto them. Or if they're simply <laughs> trying to be respectful. But, like, you know, like... For me, like, I'm not going to walk in someone's space. No. But at the same time, I kind of give that kind of just like, if I'm walking by someone and we make eye contact, you know, give us like a smile and nod, like, hello. Or I'll even say hello to people. But that's as I like walk coronavirus by. is going to like jump out of your mouth or like dart dart into them through your eyeballs or something. Oh, it's it's brutal. And you know what the the biggest problem <laughs> is, is now that... You know, at first, everyone I find was very positive with the quarantine thing and, you know, trying to get through it. But I think it's honestly, it's causing a lot of anxiety and depression in people. And I'm I'm actually quite worried about uh, the longer this goes on of, of what's almost worse, getting the coronavirus or the aftermath of basically this social distancing. Yeah, like I, I actually read something about that there's going to be a phantom pandemic when this is all done associated with like mental health issues, like similar to PTSD. I believe it. I mean, if you look at it as you and I both share the belief that humans are made to be are, are designed to be in relationship with each other. Right. We're right. never we're never meant to be isolated from each other. So it's not a shock of the the abnormal mental health that is that is happening right now and you know there there are people like i feel for those who are addicts or those who really struggle who or or those who have maybe they only have a few close friends in their lives that they rely on or they see i mean lucky for you and i you know we have a fairly great network of of friends and people that we talk to and see on a regular basis yeah and like even like anyone listening like zoom chats and like video calls 
they make a huge difference. Like if you have anybody out there, you can do a video call with just to see someone face to face makes such a big difference. I mean, obviously it's not the same, but it, it's becoming more and more difficult for people. Um, you know, I, I heard, I heard the, I heard a story of a tragedy where uh, someone's father had passed away and this particular person was unable to see see the person before they died and just the long-term effects that that's that may have and and all, and all in the yeah and all in the name of fighting covid and i'm you know and i understand that the idea behind it is we, we don't want to overwhelm the uh our essential workers who are doing an incredible job and and putting themselves in the line of fire every day but i'm starting to wonder if over time people are just going to stop caring about the rules and be like enough's enough yeah i'd like to i'd like to hear what uh michael shovel up has to say about all of this oh gosh (laughs) oh man i can't believe you dropped his name um if you guys don't know who michael shovel up is he is a good friend of ours um he's our bro he's our bro he's known to us as brogy bear um very very nice dude uh often very misunderstood uh in my opinion um but dude is an absolute conspiracy theorist and and phil and i philip and i have actually talked about having him on the show but we just don't know if you guys are ready for it yet because <laughs> he has got some he's full-on conspiracy and and maybe you know what we always like having people who might have conflicting views from us on something we're definitely looking into but we just want to get our feet wet before we bring him on but well, he's he's the, he's... One that, he's the one that told me that the queen is a reptile reptilian shapeshifter <laughs> yeah it was it was her and barack obama remember and hillary clinton too yeah they're all reptilian shapeshifters um anyways that's for another episode how was your week <laughs> Uh, it's it's pretty good i don't i mean i don't want to throw brogy under the bus but brogy brings a lot of it of himself love brogy and i know you're listening brogy brogy if you're listening we have nothing but love for you and we'd love to have you on the show if we have brogy on the show that's going to be three segments of just brogy like he could he'll take up a show there's no 20 minute segment it's in one hour of brohambino but you know what you know what jimmy all of his his thinking isn't off no not all of it is there's some of it that i feel has some validity i'm not a and conspiracy he will get you thinking he will get you thinking yeah he will provoke thinking i'm not a big conspiracy theorist but there are some things that i that that make me go huh i could see that happening and not that i really care to share it here but um philly asked me how my week was uh it's you know what this this virus thing's starting to get to me a bit uh, I was notified this week that uh, I'm being laid off. I, I work for the school board. So um, there was the talk Jason Kenny had come out and said uh, that funding would be intact for education for the rest of the year. And, you know, I was like, hey, right on uh, solid, you know, here we're going to get a chance to help out our kids, even if it's through a alternative type of learning. And uh, then he was said, just kidding. And uh, decided that there were going to be some cuts. And unfortunately, I was uh, a casualty of the uh, education cuts that were made. Um, So I was notified that my last day of employment will be May 15th. So really, I'm about a month and a half early from layoff. So that was kind of tough. But I'd say the toughest part is not so much the layoff. It's, you know, I I have a young son with autism who uh you know he he's he's in a he's in a really tough age right now where he you're really trying to help him learn uh social skills routines things that'll help him uh operate within the world we live in and and a lot of these and and part of it is if you don't know a lot about autism a lot of it is about helping them be able to sensory regulate and regulate themselves so that they can focus and learn so the difficult thing for him and the way we used to do that is we would we would take him out a lot. Uh, we'd get him doing lots of movement, uh, taking him to places with lots of people, 
getting them used to crowds, getting them used to people, routine, going to stores, you know, stuff you would do with your young children in terms of prepping them for the world. So his four, his four major places that he loves and absolutely loves, like they, his face lights up besides Tim Horton's Timbits is he likes, uh, he loves the mall. He absolutely loves swimming at Millennium Place. Uh, he loves play places. So anything's like hide and seek or Amazon places like that. And he loves the playground. So all shut down, <laughs> all are shut down and his cognitive ability is very low. So it's not like you can sit down and say, Hey buddy, the coronavirus showed up and they closed all of your desired items. And this might be the saddest part, but in the beginning he was, he has a touchpad that he uses to speak and so he kept asking in the beginning to go to these places. And, you know, we kept saying just not available, like we can't go. And there's no way to really explain it to him because he's, he's five and he just wouldn't. There's the comprehensions just not there. And he's 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 stopped asking. Which wow. is. Yeah. It's... So what do you think that's going to be like when these things reopen? <sighs> I don't know. Like, I, I thought about like. I wonder if there'll be a, like a mad rush to all these places, or I wonder if people will still be hesitant. I think like, you're going to get people in both boats. Like it almost feels like after you've been like, I don't want to compare it to like abuse, but like once you've sort of been socially isolated for a while, like there, I wonder if there's going to be like a period of time where people are going to have trouble like reinstituting them into normal life or what that may look like yeah like the like the nice thing about this is that we're all in the same boat everybody's in the same boat when it comes to everybody has been deprived of these things everybody has had to wait to go do these things so it's not like a, a individual person who's been isolated for let's see when this is all done two or three months is having to go out and try to reintegrate, right? Everybody's going to be in the same boat. Which which honestly makes it like incredibly interesting on how that's going to go because I think you'll yeah. have your your people that'll still be scared because they won't trust the reopening. And then you're going to have your like you just you might see a madhouse of people at the gym, the mall. Who knows? Like it's just it's well, very, how's very... that going to look? How is it going to look? Is it going to be like, okay, we can, we can take 50 people in the gym and that's it? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't think know. they, I don't think anybody knows what that's, you know, what that's possibly going to look like. What's this and... podcast going to look like when Corona's done? What are we going to talk about? Oh, well, we're going to go outside and do a food review. That's what we're going to do. Uh, I'd love it. I mean, we'll be able to record together, which would be absolutely fantastic rather than have to do it over two separate places. And with the, tech, with the audio difficulties. Yeah. And that's been a bit of a problem. If the connection's not nearly perfect, we've ran into some problems. Uh, food reviews. I think food reviews is going to be huge. Uh, we talked about wanting to get a YouTube channel going and I've never really set up a YouTube channel outside of possibly that simulation sports thing I'm doing with my son, but uh, you know, we'll get a YouTube channel and, or maybe we'll just do food reviews over Instagram. I don't know. Like, well, something we can definitely look at or the, or the general population. So, and anything else been uh, taking up your time in the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, we've been jumping on RDR, and for those who don't know what RDR is, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> on PlayStation 4 online, I must say. So, funny story, if you guys don't know what Red Dead Redemption is, Phil, do you want to kind of explain it to the viewers? So, actually, me and Jimmy have a mutual friend who had no idea what this game was. We were talking to him earlier today, so it's basically Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption, uh, was a video game that came out like a long time ago and they just brought out a second one like a year and a half ago, maybe even almost two years ago. Uh, but it's like a rock star game. So it's like an open world, but it all takes place like in the old Western days, like the, like you're, you're a cowboy. 
and you have like this open map you can like do whatever you want um you always end up doing crime and bad things because <laughs> it's just more fun it's it, it it well it is it is and it isn't because it's kind of annoying when you're like i'm just gonna be good and i'm just gonna walk around town and i'm gonna you know go get a haircut and maybe go play some poker and have a drink at the bar and say hi to a few people you can and go hunting too press the yeah you can you can go hunting you can buy your own horse and then your horse if your horse gets killed your horse is like dead but the thing is is like you'll be walking around town and you'll you'll be talking to whoever like some lady trying to say like howdy how are you doing and then you'll slip and press the wrong button and punch her in the face <laughs> And Which, then you're wanted by the sheriffs, and you're in. You end up in this shootout with about 40, 40 sheriffs, and then you're in big trouble. You got a huge bounty on your head. You can't even go in the area anymore without being wanted. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you're 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 trying to be kind to all the people in there, uh, the fine men and women of the. Mostly, we're in the town of Valentine. Well, uh, especially me being kind to you and your dad all the time, and you guys just no. kill me. You're not kind to us. You you tied me up with a rope for no reason. <laughs> I didn't ask for that. So anyways, we get this game. I, I bought it for my dad a long time ago. He finally started getting into it. And basically, his quarantine, he lives in the Red Dead Redemption town. He is on this thing all the time. I sign in a PlayStation. My dad's playing. So I decide, my mom, I said to my mom, I said, I'd like to play with dad, but I lost my game. I'll try and find it. Finally, my mom's like, listen, I'll buy it for you. Just please play with him. I think he's getting kind of, he's getting a little depressed. He's got no one really to play with. I'm like, oh, for sure. So Philly and I hop on and yeah, meet my dad up in, in the town of Valentine. Sounds like he's got a great community of friends he's already built in there. These two guys look like total bums in the game. <laughs> like they look oh. like homeless people. Okay. So here's, so here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing with, um, my character in the game okay i haven't played online a ton and in order to get some of the finer things so maybe a little nicer cowboy outfit or you know a nice wash. yeah a wash you can go for a bath or you know all these stuff you you have to kind of level up so i haven't had time to level up and you know the first thing i do is i call my horse who my horse's name is garrett okay a little bit of an inside thing with phil and i and another buddy but <laughs> so my horse's name is garrett and he pulls up and he's a pretty entry-level horse like what is he a he's not even full grown yet eh he's like a donkey yeah more or less so i'm trying to ride this thing through it's like okay so we're gonna go there's this mission we uh phil thinks he can find where we go to we're gonna go rob a train so i'm like all right so i call garrett over get on the horse and I start galloping with Garrett and like not even 50 meters in Garrett's like hacking up a lung and I'm going Garrett what's going on because your horse has like a life meter my horse can't run more than 100 meters without having to take a break so finally I'm like I ditch Garrett I said Phil is there a way I can ride on your horse with you there isn't so Phil has to tie me up stow me on the back of his horse and then we got to ride together I'm like this is so embarrassing I don't have any guns I don't have any cool cowboy clothes and I'm tied on the back of this damn horse. And then I then I'm like riding through the river and you start to drown. Yeah, my my controller starts vibrating and I'm going, Phil, careful how deep you go in this river, because you're literally drowning my character. So yeah, it's just wild. It's based what year was it based? Is it based on like it's America I think in it's like eighteen ninety nine, is Yeah, eighteen ninety nine. So like you're there's no technology. And the, the map is huge. Like, you can go do all these. You can run into strangers. It's it's just like, you could just get lost in that world. It's like basically Grand Theft Auto, but with cowboys. Speaking of Grand Theft Auto, like, years ago, Jimmy and I used to play Grand Theft Auto with a couple of other friends. That was fun. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> those, were the, those were the wild times. Do you remember when it was always like, okay... I'd be doing like a like a robbery or something and I'd be like, yo, I need you to come pick me up. And you would always be like, okay, I got a car. And you would show up and like all the doors are missing. The things just <laughs> smashed in. I'm like, dude, I thought you said you got a car. I'm like, this thing's riding on 
like riding on the rims, man. So we're trying to get away from like, so you have to understand when you commit crimes in these games, like you have like, there's like stars in the corner and like each level of star is like how badly the cops are going to come get it's you. It's your wanted level. It's your wanted level. So the higher your wanted level, the more, the more heat is coming your way. And so as soon as I even step in this bag of crap vehicle, I'm like four stars, like four to five stars. We're riding on rims. And you got to understand Phil's character doesn't even wear a shirt. He's just wearing like jeans and no socks. And <laughs> well, I made him look like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Remember my guy was wearing like beach wear. He had like flip flops on and like a and like a tank top and like board yeah. shorts. Oh, I mean, the game was just wild. Do you remember Anyways, this? I would always I would always end up putting us in the ocean or putting us getting us in a fiery crash and killing us or Yeah. A very simple heist or robbery would never end simple. It ended with us in one of the craziest high speed chases. And we actually have another buddy. And um what should we call him? I don't want to give out his real name. Just our other buddy. Our other buddy. Okay, so our other buddy finally got to the point where he was like Listen, man, like I'm not I'm not going on a mission with you guys anymore. It costs me too much money because if you die, you have to pay like hospital bills and you end up having to buy more ammo. You have to buy more guns like it's just Phil and I. It's just it's never cheap. You're going to lose. You're not you're not going to make money. The idea in the game is to make money in order to buy more things. It's, there and really this, is. The, this trend is continuing with Red Dead Redemption 2 now. I'm broke. Like I'll I'm broke. Like. I'll be like just walking down the street and Jimmy will choke me out and kill me. Well, yeah, sometimes you deserve it for no reason. It's not no reason. <laughs> well, it is no reason, actually. I don't really have well, a one reason. time I lassoed you and then you came and shot me in the face. Well, it all starts. It starts with, you know, you lasso me and then I come over and punch you and then you punch me and you punch back and all of a sudden one pulls a gun. And that's usually how it ends. And then we can't even get to where we need to go. You know, I couldn't imagine if we actually worked as a team, what we could accomplish in this probably game. Probably not much. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably not much. But the point is, is like, it was funny. So the story, the back to kind of what I was saying is like, my mom comes over the next day because she watches my kids while I'm still working. And uh, she goes, oh, I could hear dad laughing and giggling. And he was having such a good time. And I was like, oh, that's good. She's like, yeah, I think he really needs this. And it's kind of funny how just like something little small, like a little video game, uh, you don't realize can go a long way. So I think my advice, and I think you'd agree with this, Phil, is like, just, let's try and be kind to each other because this is a very, very tough time. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, you don't need to judge people. Everyone's trying their best. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. I think most people are trying their best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a tough time. It's tough on families it's tough on like we said addicts you know you know who are trying to get clean or recover and and not having that support you know it's yeah. tough on single people who you know maybe they just met somebody and now you know you can't really go see them or anything it's uh yeah it's a tough tough that. time um so yeah so in lieu of in lieu of our netflix recommendations this week we're going to say if you have a playstation 4 and red dead redemption Feel free to message us, jump on with us, lose a bunch of money, die a bunch of times. Absolutely. Like if you have any interest in playing with us and you have Red Dead Redemption, uh, send us a direct message on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Our Instagram page is uh, What's the Chat. Be pretty easy to find. It has our logo. And our Twitter handle is What's the Chat. I think it's PO1. I don't know why. That's what it gave me when we signed up. Yeah, it's What's the Chat, PO1. Send us a message. And uh, yeah, we, we also have Facebook as well. It's called What's the Chat. Do we have face? What's the chat on Facebook? Yeah, we do. Oh, geez, I didn't even know. That's I think Ter- I think Terry Wong is the only one who really uh, interacts with me on <laughs> At least we're sharing content. I do. You know, I've been sharing content through the old school hockey league page as well. So we'll get content hijack, out to you. Hijack that. We'll hijack whatever we have to. to yeah. get this uh, podcast out there. Absolutely. And if you guys have any food recommendations, let us know. We will check it out and you know, we'll give you we'll give you a shout back on what it was like either Phil and I. If it's north side, probably me, if it's south side, Phil's gutter. All right? 
I might venture across the river, maybe if it's worth it, but we'll see. Maybe so. we should do like a, a social distancing meal together one night. Like over uh podcast or Zoom? No, like we could like meet in our cars and like be six feet apart and Yeah, I mean something like that. Yeah, I'd be down. Whatever could work, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll make sure we're <laughs> we we should bring a hockey stick and two lawn chairs and just sit six yeah, feet apart. Could. So there we go. Yeah, I'd be totally down for that. So uh you got anything else, Butter? Are we gonna wrap this up for this week? I think that's that's good for this week. We uh this is a fun chat with Johnny Grant. Really appreciate him coming on. I'm like I said, I'm sure we could chat with Johnny Grant for about an hour if we really wanted to. Absolutely. And uh who knows what next week's gonna bring. Who knows? We don't really have plans. We're not the type of guys who've planned anything in our lives. Thank goodness for our wives. And uh, <laughs> thank God for my wife. <laughs> or we'd be broke. And uh, also, who knows where we'd be living. <laughs> so for uh, What's the Chat, I'm Jimmy Ward. You got Philadelphia Stockley. And we will see you for episode five sometime next week. Take care. <laughs>